Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Vinitali International Academy, announcing the 24th of our Italian Wine Ambassador courses to be held in London, Austria, and Hong Kong from the 27th to the 29th of July. Are you up for the challenge of this demanding course? Do you want to be the next Italian Wine Ambassador? Learn more and apply now at vinitaliinternational.com. everybody. My name is Polly Hammond, and you are listening to Uncorked, the Italian wine podcast series about all things marketing and communication. Join me each week for candid conversations with experts from within and beyond the wine world as we explore what it takes to build a profitable business in today's constantly shifting environment. This week, we welcome Chinadu Rosa, founder of Vines by Rosa and co-founder of the upcoming Bordeaux Mentor Week. Chinedu is one of the very first certified wine experts in Nigeria and has channeled her over 20 years of wine expertise into helping European wine brands embrace and navigate the West African markets. But even more, she's bringing her Nigerian heritage to her European home, hosting hands-on wine and food events that showcase the myriad possibilities when we think beyond our borders. Let's get into it. Good morning, Chinedu. Thank you so much for joining me today for this podcast recording. I have heard the best things about you, so welcome. Oh, such a pleasure, Polly. So I have a couple things that I want to talk about today. You are working with the lovely and talented Jane Anson on Bordeaux Mentor Week. You're her partner in that. But also, you are our, you know, you are our... Bordeaux, woman on the ground for the Nigerian wine market, which has fascinated me to kind of watch its growth and and, and look at some of the data over the years. So I think we're going to talk about both of those things. That's cool. But but first, um, just, you know, you and I have not had a chance to meet in person. So we're going to do it right here for everybody to hear. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about, or tell me a lot about Vines by Rosa, which is your company, your endeavor. It's based in Bordeaux and and sells wine in Nigeria, export wines to Nigeria. Exactly. Talk to me about that a little bit. Okay. So my story is quite weird. Not from a wine drinking family. And um, I just started, I enjoyed wines because my uncle, who is an archbishop, he used to live in Rome. And he would bring a couple of really lovely Tuscans back to Lagos. And if you know Nigeria, Nigeria is actually a beer drinking country. And we love cool drinks. It's quite hot, 34 degrees and above. And uh, yeah, people like refreshing drinks. So we come from a country of beer drinkers. Well, my dad wasn't a beer drinker. He wasn't really much of a drinker at all. Uh, but, you know, had what's what the hat wants. So the first time I tasted uh, a good bottle of wine, uh, red wine, I was like taken. And this was when I was 16. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is what I want to be drinking for the rest of my life. It was so nice. It was so, um, it was just delicious. Right. And some people at the beginning, you either love it or you hate it. But for me, it was really instant love. And um, I just would tell my dad, like, instead of beer, can we just get a bottle of wine? Can we whenever we travel, can somebody get us a bottle of wine? And I didn't know what like I didn't even know a mellow from a Cabernet Sauvignon. I didn't know any of that. I was just like beautiful wine you know and yummy yeah it's so yummy it's delicious and um as time went on I fell in love got married to a Lebanese guy who were they were importing wines in Nigeria he was in Nigeria uh of course went through all the school and everything but still drinking wine when I could uh because it was not very often you find uh, wines in Nigeria, but friends would travel. When we traveled, we would bring a couple of bottles and I would savor it. Like I would save it, keep my little wine. But unfortunately, you know, it's not like today that we have various um, 
ways to save the wine. It was much better. So uh, I have, you know, years later, he was importing wines from uh, France. And uh, I started tasting wines from France through him. And this was a big revelation for me because I was actually drinking crappy wines. And before like, you'd been no, drinking no, no, crappy no. wines. Like, he brought oh. crappy wines. Oh, okay. His husband of mine brought crappy wine. Like the company <laughs> were bringing wines that were, you know, the wines that says drink with fish, drink with meat. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I had, listen, I had tasted the good stuff. That was like, boy, this is not going to fly. This is just not it. And um, the good thing was that he had partners. He had friends. They were all working together. And he said, so could you do better? Do you, I mean, do you know what you would like? And I would go to the stores and there was quite a, some nice supermarkets then. Uh, and I would get a couple of bottles that I know about and we would try them. And I would say, okay, see, this kind of wine, this would make more sense. But he was like the price. And this factor. was in Lagos? This was in Lagos. This was this in Lagos. Was all okay. in Lagos. And this, we would look at the price factor. And he is Lebanese. So we would go to Lebanon and they were very, oh my God, beautiful, beautiful wines from Lebanon. Mm. And he comes from a place called Hamdun, where it's it's in a it's in the mountainside. And we have fabulous uh the terroir there is amazing. And there's one of very good Lebanese wine <clears throat> being made from there. It's the Chateau Bellevue. And uh no, it's not called Chateau de Bellevue, I think it's just Bellevue. But it's excellent. And I have property in that very uh, area where they plant vines. So wow. we just sell the vines. We sell, I mean, we sell the grapes. They, they just cultivate the land because it's a perfect, it's totally sloped south, like in an amazing area. So, so I that's interesting. Wine from there. Yeah. I didn't realize that uh, along with your um, your Lagos enterprises, you actually yeah. are part of the production side as well. So you you kind of have it both coming and going. Yeah, for my production side, because I studied it, I love it. I can't. I'm, I'm like I would not tell you that I am producing wines, but I love when it's time for blending. I have gone through all the process. I have studied. I have, um, you know, become uh, understudy for a winemaker. Just you know, spending time with them, looking at the process, learning. I love it. I love it. It's it's just incredible what they can do with a whole barrel of grapes, turning it into wine. For me, it's very biblical. Like. Jesus turning this into wine, but here is a man actually turning grape juice. We can still do miracles. We juice. can still perform yeah, miracles. Exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, without without dating any of us too much, um, I, yeah. I know that, yeah. that the Nigerian wine industry didn't actually really start growing until sort of yeah. 1990s. Um, exactly. Which means that for... Yeah. So for someone like me, um, at my age, yeah. I would have just mm. been entering my adulthood at the time that the Nigerian exactly. wine industry was growing up. You know, exactly. what is that like to, to grow up in a space where this isn't a part of your cultural heritage and then mm. to try to find the opportunities, find the wine, um, make, uh, you know, uh, develop a friend group or a professional yeah. group that also has the knowledge and experience. And the reason I ask this is this is actually an issue that we're seeing nowadays in the wine industry where it's becoming harder and harder yeah. to onboard people yeah. um, who who are not enamored or who themselves are not part of that romanticized view. Like they actually come in because they really love the product and they want to mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. how it's made sold um and consumed so what was that like growing up in that space no but i uh, because like i said i i grew up in a beer drinking society yeah and uh tasting wines because it's if you're lucky enough and so this i have to really emphasize this there is a setting background like you would never have tasted wine before like in the 90s you would never have tasted wine before i am going to be Get into the cinquième, the cinquante very soon. 
And I grew up, like you said, I was in my secondary Most. school in the 90s, right? So I was like, there is no wine, but I can't tell mm -hmm. you that I miss it because it's not part of my culture. It was just because I, I, I tasted it and I liked the way, like I even, it's like, Bush, you know, trying to be this person. Um, I enjoy the fact that you have a glass of wine. You can talk while you have it. It's like the beer. You have to use like a timer. You have a cold beer in your hand. You need to finish it at a certain time. When it gets warm, it's Well, that's how that. you know when your barbecue's done. It's exactly. based on how many beers it's taken exactly. to actually do that. Exactly. But you would not, with that in mind, I mean, you you were so lucky that yeah. you had the archbishop who could yeah. bring you. And, and it was yeah. amazing wines that you started with. Yeah. But you wouldn't have had, a, you know, a friendship group or a professional nothing. group or any kind of support nothing. group, anything uh, that, that would help you be like, right, not this is how you're going to grow and turn this into a financially not, sustainable not career. Not at all. I, I, as a matter of fact, uh, I think when I drink wine, people look at me weird, like, hmm, what, I mean, what is she trying to prove, right? In, is, in Lagos? In Lagos. In Lagos. Still the mm -hmm. 90s, like uh, late 90s. When I met my late husband, it was in the 99. And in 2000, I was working in the bank. I was like, uh, I, I was around people who were educated, who were well-traveled, right? Sure. But it still wasn't a culture thing. It wasn't something they would just do open a, a bottle of wine. So mm. to come back to your question, the fact was the wine was also something you look, uh, it's, it's not unreachable, but it's something that you look forward to. Like you want to aspire to be mm. somebody who drinks wine. Right. Right. Which is not to be fair. Yeah. That's not completely removed from the experience that a lot of people are exactly. around the world still so you have want to I mean, maybe the French excluded, yeah, 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 yeah. but, <laughs> no, but, but you, you want to be drinking beer. Yeah. You want to be drinking, like you look like as a woman, even Nigeria, that's one thing some people don't know. Nigerian women were really um, absent from alcoholism, from alcohol, I mean, not alcoholism, from alcohol. Women consumption. were, the consumption, they were not drinking alcohol. You were seen uh, like uh, a bit loose if you were drinking alcohol in those days. Okay? Interesting. So that was another thing. So women would, and because they don't want to drink beer, they, they, they drink stout. Nigeria has the largest, after Ireland, the largest um, plant. Interesting. Yes. For stout. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I, I want to talk more about my about Nigeria, but I actually want to jump into the Bordeaux Mentor Week. Yes, that please. you are organizing, or that you have organized. I mean, yeah. this is you've got your select done. This is yes. done, right? Yeah, that you've organized. Um, so I think when we interviewed Jane, Jane was my my inaugural guest on this podcast. Oh, that's I love lovely. her so much. I don't know that the Boredom Mentor Week had been announced at the time. Okay. So tell me a little bit about what it is. Mm -hmm. And then I want to talk about how it came to be and how all of that experience of being, you know, an, an up and coming Nigerian wine expert yes. all those years ago yes. has led to this moment. Well, honestly, I think the beauty about the partnership I have with Jane is that we're so different, but so alike. We, we, we talk differently. We appreciate things differently, but we always, I mean, from the first day we sat down together, we looked at each other. We're going to be friends. You know, it was so funny, but there were things and, and we got to talk. We, we have so many friends in common, but we got to talk seriously when she interviewed me about diverse diversity in Bordeaux. And mm. that was, uh, this she did for Decanter. And it was such a very, like, it was such a liberating experience for me to actually talk to somebody who was asking me the right questions, right? How did, how do I feel here in Bordeaux? And then after that discussion, I think we looked at each other and she's like, what are we going to do about this? And I'm like, Jane, um, I am doing my part. My part is to encourage more people to learn about wine, to host wine tastings. I do wine tastings in chateaus. 
privately with guests with Nigerian food. And when I'm in Nigeria, I have been doing tastings in 2008 because after I was in Lebanon and my husband died, I moved back to Nigeria and I worked with his friends and we had the EXO wine stores. And that was my opportunity to really grow in the wine business. Like you were asking me how and how did I get into it? That was my opportunity because I now run a wine store, a wine cab. And this wine cab was really Amazing. It was the first of its kind in Nigeria. We had all wines from Bordeaux, over 350 brands. And from the great Grand Cruz, from Aubryon okay. to Otsmit Lafitte to Chateau Mago, we were selling everything. Cheval Blanc. We would have private collectors. And they, this was where I understood and it was such a lovely thing to see because I had just come back from Lebanon. I had had this experience in Lebanon with the wine world. We're coming into Nigeria and seeing that things had changed between 2004 and 2006, that I, 2008 that I came back. People had already started going into the wine. We already mm. were importing serious numbers of champagne. Like, I mean, huge quantities of champagne. I, well, I knew it was, that, that champagne was a primary wine market for a yeah. very, very long time. I understand yeah. that that is shifting a little bit now to more and more still wine, but that yeah. the still wine is like compared to the value of the, the champagne on yeah. the market in Nigeria, yeah. that unfortunately the still wine um, that is mass purchase or mass consumed yeah, is yeah. a much lower lower quality value very good yeah lower, Even lower quality, quality lower and, and, and this is my problem because um i was somebody was asking me do you do only bottle wines and i said no i actually work with italian companies i work with spanish companies but one of the things that i hold very dear to my heart and that's why vines by rosa even came about because i was living here i i i after running exo wine stores in an import company, wholesale, retail. I was meeting a lot of French winemakers. I was meet, they come to Nigeria. And I came to Bordeaux at Ecole de Vin. I was doing my courses there. I would, I would travel. I would spend time here. I wanted to get more knowledge. I wanted to get the French knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. And I was doing that because I wanted to really be able, I learned wine about wine through tasting wines. This is the truth. I wasn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't do any, I didn't go to any school at the beginning. I was just tasting regularly and developing my own idea of what good wines should, should taste like. And that was how I became who I am today. The studies was one thing, but the real fact is my tasting of wines and my exposure to these wines was what made me more determined to become better to now think about it professionally. So you're in Lagos. Um, you have this top-notch groundbreaking cave. Yeah. Um, with a full range of especially Bordeaux, yeah. but you know, champagne. Yeah. Champagne, the whole thing. Yeah. You're really on the ground floor of building a market. Yes. That doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Um, so the the reason I bring this up is, you know, we have this constant debate in wine about how do we onboard new audience? Yeah. It, and I think to myself, well, we've got an example here in Nigeria of, of a market that didn't exist 30 years ago. We can actually look at it yeah. instead of all of us sitting around pontificating around, oh, it's entertainment or it's education or it's tourism or, you know, it's Tuesday night tasting, yeah. whatever it is, yeah. right? They were like, well, what did they do? How did they... How did they actually grow the market? Exactly. So what was, I mean, other than the love, which I don't think that we can discount, yeah. what did you see was most effective for growing that, that audience? Was it entertainment or education or experiences or travel or, you know? Social media yeah. influencer. No, there was no. No, this no I know. I'm being sarcastic. I, no, but it's very funny because this is one of the words I really hate, the influencing nonsense. It's not part of my, it's not in my agenda. It's not in my itinerary. Actually, when people start following me and you have nothing to do with wine, I delete you because you, you ain't got nothing to do with me. 
I don't want followers. I want people who are interested in what I'm doing. Don't follow me if you are just looking for pictures. Right. 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 So the real thing that worked with Nigeria, and this is why what I'm doing on Friday is so important for me, is actually tasting the wines with our local dishes. This, I'm telling you, it, 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 it was just one day. We normally get our cheese from a particular store in Lagos. It's a French shop. We were doing the normal European tasting. And then one day they didn't have cheese. And because I have already started with the education, like you spoke about, we do tastings. We invite people. When we bring new wines, we tell them, come try this if you like it. We're not even giving you, oh, it is so five years old, all the grammar and the, the BS bullshit. that goes with, yeah, the bullshit that goes with, uh, you know, trying to sell people what they don't need. For me, it's all about really uh, finding what is your bliss in wine. What glass makes you say, mm. what glass of wine makes you say, I want to sit down with my wife and have a good chat, right? Yeah. This is what it, this is what is important. It's not you telling me what I should taste in the wine. You don't have the right to tell me what I should taste. I will decide what I'm tasting. And I just so it was want a non-judgmental space. Non-judgmental. Nobody was uh, trying to say, mm, I smell the black currant here, uh, the blossom, because seriously, we don't even have some of the smells. When I went to, when I started my WeSet courses, this was one of the first things I told my, my teacher. I said, listen, I am, I'm, I am lucky and blessed enough to be somebody who has lived abroad, who've traveled. But come on, we don't even know most of the smells you're talking about. First of all, you guys need to expand your, your vocabulary. You need to expand your mindset to encompass the world. It doesn't mean I smell blonde plantains in wines. I smell something star fruit, the African star fruit in wines. And I can't explain it to you. So don't tell me what I'm tasting. I know what I'm tasting. And all that matters is I like it. Or I don't. And then Amen. you leave me. Yeah. <laughs> leave me to my... Um, well, <laughs> no, I, mean, I, no. I, interviewed, I interviewed Jim Morris, who yeah. is from Charles Krug in Napa. And yeah. I mean, he's been in the wine industry forever. And what he said is like, you've got two kinds of wine as yeah. a drinker. You've got yummy wines yeah. and you've got yucky wines. Exactly. Thank you. And, and that's it. The discussion around food and language. We've been talking about this with the Chinese audiences mm -hmm. for years that yeah. to go in and to try to even even structure a meal in the way that um, that the Western world eats, which is one dish, one wine, one dish, one wine, one dish, yeah, one yeah. wine. Like this, this is not culturally <laughs> how everybody else on the planet eats. Exactly. So what happens when you've got nine dishes and you're, you know, you're, you're trying to do a tasting. So it, this is actually, um, I think that this is such an important part of the conversation because five years ago, when we were having this discussion, huge pushback. The pushback that we got, and I'm sorry to say a lot of it did come out of the old world and it did of come course. out of France, is, of well, you just have to learn to drink the way that we drink, mm. which is such a slap in the face that. to I any refuse. good consumer yeah, I market. That. I totally refuse that. And this is, and maybe this is why I am seen as somebody who does, I don't give a damn about your rules. I do my, it's my way or the highway. You don't want to work with me? Very good. And I mean, there's no, there's no trust. There's no force. I'm good with what I'm doing. Yeah. And this is why for my tastings, I actually taste up to three wines with one dish. And then you choose what suits you. You choose the right. one. I'm not telling you, you have to like this wine with this food. You're going to have a choice. There's going to be two. There's going to be three. And for each dish, you try each of this wine with that same dish. And you choose what is good for you, what you are comfortable with, what you say is yummy. I might say it's yucky and somebody says it's yummy, but I need to give you choices. You can't force people to put them in a box. This is, this is one of the things that drive me crazy here. They want to put you in a freaking box. No, I refuse to be put in a box. You are not my maker, so you can't put me in a box. 
so so you've got um you've got the Bordeaux tastings that happen in Nigeria, but what I'm really curious about is are you bringing that the other way where you oh, have Nigerian experiences? Oh, Talk to me about Friday. it. Yeah. Come on. On Friday, this very Friday, I am hosting the second of the edition of the African Food and Wine Tasting. In Bordeaux. In Bordeaux oh, on the seventeenth. Sounds good. In the evening. I did the first one in Paris, which was a huge hit. We had over twelve wines. Twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Minus the champagne, la la la, with ten dishes, and each of them were paired with two, 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 and then we did a twist and a shake up, and like, oh, I preferred the medoc with the jollof fries. I preferred the egg, the vegetable soup. I mean, people were actually tasting, and I'm saying this truthfully. Out of fifty people, there were twelve nationalities at the event. Twelve nationalities. More than half of them have never tasted Nigerian food before. Mm. And it was an experience that, for me, it was so uh, gratifying because this is what I do in Lagos. We started tasting food with Nigerian dishes. And people were now, the element that makes a wine yummy is the way you feel. And the way you feel when you're eating your native dish is different from when you're being forced to eat yeah. salad, a crusty chicken or whatever. My spice is more delicious than anything else in the world as far as I'm concerned. No matter the kind of food you give me from wherever else you're from, what I am I am is what is going to make me feel good. There's there's a great quote that has stuck with me that is, what is patriotism if not the love of the foods we ate as a child? And, you know, I, I just remember, so I'm um, American by birth. My, my heritage is actually out of New Orleans, which has one of the most Ooh. fabulous, like, food cultures in love. America. Love. Um, and, and I just remember going through pregnancies as an expat. And all I wanted was, was someone find me oh okra yes. or someone get me ribs oh my or proper God. sausage or yeah. all the things that to me were, were of home. That were you. Yeah. So, okay. You're, you're preparing these, these incredible um, African Nigerian dinners. So I guess my first questions are, do you bring chefs and ingredients and everything yeah. over to yeah. actually make that off the Yeah. I, I will tell you something. It was, I love cooking, first of all. So all the ones I've been doing at the chateaux, I had one at Chateau de la Ligne, Chateau du Zac, Chateau Biac, and I made all the food. I bring my spices. I love cooking. I love feeding people, which is something my mom passed on to me. And But for the dinners, because they are more than 40, I, I have a chef. I have one in Paris. I actually have three here in Bordeaux. And for this latest one, this is a secret. You're the first person I'm telling this. There's going to be Senegalese food and Nigerian food. Because I don't want it to just be a Nigerian experience. I want people to actually see the connection that Africa has to its food, to our taste. Because I don't sell wines only to Nigeria. I sell wines to Ghana, to Togo, Senegal, Cameroon. So I want to expand the experience of everybody who comes in there to be like, from the apéro, there are going to be snacks that we grew up on. They're going to be so what's the food because you know, like I think about how the British, or at least so many of the British I know in New Zealand, yeah. they're not so good with spice. So yeah. like. How, how, oh, does no. that, I, I how does that go oh, in the room? Yeah, Tell yeah, me yeah. about that. Yeah. So what, what happens is, I'm going to send you pictures later, but what yeah. happens is I'm not, I'm not mean and neither am I uh, looking for somebody to fall sick. So the truth of the matter is that the Nigerians, the way we cook is that we love to keep spice aside because I grew up with a dad who couldn't handle spice. He comes from the eastern part of Nigeria 
we are more milder. We love lots of legume, vegetables and stuff like that, but not too spicy. Then my mom comes from a river Rhine area of Nigeria where spice is life. Like they would spice <laughs> your whole being. But so we have to find a way to make it work. So mm -hmm. we would make, we have peppers and garlic and ginger blended and fried and kept in a you know in a little pot while the food is made so you spice to your taste nice so that's what i brought that's what i'm doing with the tasting i make the food spicy but i not not peppery not inedibly so yes for, not yes. peppery there's ginger there's garlic there's bit of mm -hmm. so a lot of African spice, but the, not the ones that would burn your mouth. Because another thing about the tasting is I'm really looking for a balance between the food and the wine. If it's too spicy, the, the wine will not even appear. Like I would kill the yeah. wine. So we need, so this is one of the things I teach in Lagos when I was doing this food, uh, at the tastings, I have people who their wives would come and I would teach them how to do the balance. And uh, we would have, I would have classes at the, it, it's, it's fun. Like, you know, you have women, I have days for women, Thursday nights for nice. the ladies and Friday okay. nights for the guys. So we would do like suya and then we, we, we would do cocktails. We would make, we would have wines, um, different kind of wines from Burgundy and wines from Bordeaux and wines from Languedoc that I would, you know, we use that to uh, determine the spice level. What kind of spice level can each wine, uh, you know, how, how strong can you go? <laughs> Which is, of course, also, you know, in a way, <clears throat> or very much so, not just in a way, it's also placing it in a context of a culture. You know, so? the, the, this is this is practical education mm -hmm. as opposed to the, oh, I sniff this and I yeah, swirl that. Exactly. And yada, yada. But it's like, exactly. this, you know what? You want to drink it? This is how you drink it. This is but, how but, you enjoy well, it. Well, you know, this Polly, is... unfortunately here, if you do not have that education, you know, here rest, in, in, yeah, France, in Europe, or, like, they're yeah. like, oh, I have 23 years of experience without even b before I came to Bordeaux and started, you know, the experience, like really going to classes. Yeah. And stuff, I know there's a lot I learned. I mean, there's a lot I learned, but really when I'm talking to people, I'm not teaching you technicalities. I'm not really interested in it. What I want to know is how you enjoy your wine. What makes you tick? What's gets into your head and makes you remember this glass of wine because we forget. But actually, when you find that thing that really talks to you, you never forget the name of the wine. You never forget the region where the wine comes from. I'm not cramming anything. I can't do that. It's too much work. I would yeah. rather let a wine tell me how I feel and then the wine becomes my lover. <laughs> but you know what? This is this. I love that. This is my um, my constant vein as a wine marketer, which is yeah. wine marketers can be you know vilified because yeah. there's there's this belief that we're manipulating or contorting facts, which mm -hmm. is actually far from the truth. Um, you know, good wine marketing, which is what I'm hearing when you're talking. Yeah. Good wine marketing, good sales is actually about caring for that consumer's experience exactly. before. We care about our pocketbook. If exactly. I, you know, if with love and care and like true hospitality, I'm most interested in the person who is experiencing my product, having the best moment they can with it, then that's, that's what sells. That's what grows. Exactly. That's what builds and do you loyalty. know what, darling, since I left Nigeria in 2015, as I speak to you, I get orders from Lagos. So what I do is I get my clients who are importers. I pair them with clients from Bordeaux, from Italy, from Languedoc, from Champagne. People I think can work well together because I know both part, you know, I know both sides. I know the importer who is looking for a very cultural, I mean, very structured company 
who doesn't want to like he do, he wants to play by the rules. He wants the old school wines. He doesn't want flamboyant uh, right. vinyls. I have them, and then I have the younger ones, not young in age, but the ones who want something more contemporary. Who wants a wine uh, winemaker who is just trying out new stuff? So this is my job. I yeah. stand in between both countries or both continents to try and get the right partnership. Because when you get the right partnership, the sales comes easy because both of you have the same mindset for marketing. I believe marketing is marketing to the right client. I have clients who want sweet wines. No matter yeah. what I say, this is their taste. Why should I vilify, vilify them? Because they don't want to drink uh, Mago. Oh, but it happens. Or, you know, I don't do yeah. that. This is where um, not coming from a wine drinking culture, I think this is where it comes in because I don't have anything stuck in my head that, oh, it must be like this. I am very open. I am very, I eat, I would taste anything you put my way. Then it's either a yolk or a yum. So I have some questions around what else was coming up in Nigeria at the same mm. time. So yeah. my understanding is that Nigeria has excelled oh. in technology, oh, both technology and fashion. Mm. Two things that music. are surprisingly, and music, really, yeah. music as well. Music, okay. fashion, movies. We are number one. Movie in, in Africa. Yeah. And I wow. mean, not just production. I mean, the best does in Africa and the music is all is worldwide. Like no other African country gets their music gets played like Nigeria. Nowhere in the world. So how number one. Do you, I mean, I mean, not that we have to be college professors and researchers <laughs> and PhDs to answer this question, yeah. but, it, you know, can we point to that sort of that globalism, that the, the technology that allowed us to actually be a part of a wider world, the, yeah. the sharing oh, of definitely. culture as, as part of the reason that you can now sell French, Italian, Spanish, you know, Portuguese, whatever it is, wines in a country that 30 years ago had no 100%. wine. 100%. Listen, 30 years ago, Nigeria was an entity of its own, lovely country. But, you know, we're just enjoying our life. We're doing our own thing. We love to party. So beer making was, NBL makes more profit than any other beer company in the world. I'm serious. We love to party. Like Nigerians party like no other person does, right? It's 20 That's what you need to bring to the old We party world. all the time. We, we need some of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm doing that, actually. If you want to come on Friday, it will be my pleasure because after the dinner, there is definitely music playing and people are going to be dancing because I love to have dinner and then everybody's like, okay, it's over. And they, mm -mm. Africa is all about the music. It's all about the feed, the food, the ambience that we create. And to answer your question, yes, 30 years ago, uh, we did not have, I, I, have, I still have my telephone. I have to, you know, roll the dial and then, yeah. and then call NMP. Like we had a Nitel that we have to connect for us to be able to make calls. And the international calls were so expensive. So mm. expensive. Like your parents have a lock on the, on the phone to make sure you wow. don't, <laughs> to make sure you don't rack up bills. No overseas like, boyfriends. No way. Don't know how that, no. Uh, don't know how that Lebanese husband yeah. came about. Oh, he came to Nigeria. He was smart. <laughs> <laughs> he was very smart. He was in Nigeria already. He was like, you, I got you. I'm here. We're good. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> but so, then so, um, yeah. the, the, the MTN came, um, what came into Nigeria was communications. And, as you can see, I love to talk. Nigerians are 10 times even talkers than I am. So even the poorest person in Nigeria has a phone. If you don't have anything, you have a phone. So we made, Nigeria is the number one in telecommunications in Africa. Mm -hmm. Plus Middle East. Because we are 250 million people. Wait, some people having as much as three telephones. 
different lines. Like a businesswoman, I sure. will have three lines from Nitel, MT, I mean, from Etisalat, MTN, and one other one, Globalcom. That means you're ready for business because you don't, you, Nigeria is so fast paced, you don't want to lose one second. Well, because it's removing, it's removing the barriers of entry. The thing about Nigeria, you have to know, is that we had so much oil, we were spoiled rotting. We had too much money. We had too much money. That was Nigeria in the 70s, 80s. There was too much money. I think that was, where I, that was when I was growing up. And we never lacked for anything. Traveling was easy. Our money was higher than the pound. We were one and one. We were higher than the U.S. Uh, dollar. Nigeria was there in the 60s till we had, we became stupid, of course, and there was a war, the Biafran war from my part of the country. And that was the, that was the beginning of the end for uh, uh, the, the beauty of Nigeria and the, 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 the economical wealth of Nigeria. The country I grew up in was just beautiful. It was a utopia. Yeah. Everybody comes to Nigeria to have fun. It was safe. It was gorgeous. It was peaceful. And today, we're in a country where people cannot even say what they want. Twitter, they banned Twitter in Nigeria for a while. But believe me, there's one thing I love about Nigeria that I know nobody can ever take from us is after 250 million, 60% climbing are between the ages of 18 and 55. So we have a, one of the youngest economy in the whole planet. And in 250, Nigeria will be number three when it comes to population. Every, I think they said every 10 person, one person will be a Nigerian. So um, just, just kind of going to back up. To uh, yes, Bordeaux, <laughs> oh, um, You know, so you and Jane... You met, she interviewed you, you got on like house on fire. You asked the question, how are we going to solve this? And out of that discussion grew the Bordeaux Mentor Week. Yes. So that happens in September. Is that correct? September 26th. Yeah. You've got seven selections (laughs) or is it seven selections today? Yes. Uh, It was actually supposed to be six, but we have eight. So mm. one of the mentees who was supposed to be a mentee, Treasure, McQueen, yeah. Clay, like he is just an amazing chef. chef. Yeah, amazing. amazing chef. And he has so much. His story is inspirational. He came from he came from hard hard life to now be somebody who makes art on a plate, makes beauty out of just. Vegetables. He's an amazing guy. Wait, we had over 120 applicants. We, we didn't even know if people would be interested, right? This is us saying to Bordeaux, guys, you guys got to wake up. You can't have the same thing year in, year out. You need to bring in people from other backgrounds, people who did not grow up with wines like I didn't grow up with wines. But they have something to give you. They have something to share with you. So why don't you just open the doors a little bit more and let them come in and see what you're going to learn? Was the response wholly positive? You don't have to name names, but when you went out for this, you know, was everyone like, yeah, high five? Were there the people who, to be fair, they see it as an economic benefit, It, you know, we can you know, talk about that if we want. Like. No, truthfully, um, I think there was a lot of positive energy around this. And then, of course, you always have those who are like, what am I going to get from this, right? Which is normal. Like every, some businessmen, they have, like I said, some people are so short-sighted and they are so in their bullshit. They don't even see a way out. They just believe in being in their pond. I'm the king of the pond and I stay here, right? So people like that, we don't even waste our times with them. But the truth is that a lot of people were very interested, intrigued. I think what's going to happen is that they want to see what happens. And then next year, 
we will have a pick and choose. Like we would, and this is what I told Jane. This is or you do more than one. Yes, this I is mean, the plan. That be amazing? This is the plan, and hopefully, oh, there's a lot going on. I I can't I can't share with you, but hopefully, it will be something that we would be able to move intercontinentally. I love that. Yeah. Because we, so we, there's so many people out there that really want the opportunity. And there's something else that we noticed due to the fact that Africa is hardly represented. We will need to do better. Yeah. We would, we would need to do better because that means, like I was telling some bartenders, I know some bartenders, right? In Lagos, because I was in Lagos in April. But we had already made our choice. But I told them next year, because that was another reason. When I went to Lagos, I told the importers, I told my uh, partners in Lagos, I told some people that I work with that buy wines from my partners. There is this program. You know your best guy. You know your guy who has really a pension for wine, who has interest. Please, please, when it starts next year, I'm going to send you all and I will send you information. I will, I will try to make sure that you are part of this. Okay. So here's what you got to bring. You got to bring the food. Yes. You got to bring the culture. Yes. I think you got to bring some of that kick-ass mentoring. I exactly. think we need a little bit more of that light of fire under your ass yes. personality type yeah. Uh, yeah. amongst, you know. Yeah. But this is what we're doing. This is what I told Jane. I'm not doing any of the, uh, on the board, uh, vote yourself. No, 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 I don't do that. For me, it's one, it's the way I'm talking to you. My mentorship is like this. I do not write things down. I go with the flow. How I'm feeling and how you're responding to me. I don't think book-wise, like the, the textbook thingy does not work for me. And I don't think it helps anybody. Talk to somebody. This is what makes you a good what, marketer. This is what makes you good at marketing and yeah. sales. Because Read the room, I, I feel, exactly. Feel, feel, feel. If, yeah. I, if I'm sad, if, if who I'm talking to, that means he needs empathy. He needs somebody to listen to him. It's not for me to be shouting, you can do it, you can do it. No, that's not what he needs at that moment. That's not what she needs. You, so no I, life is a bullshit motivational speaker for you. No way. No. That don't no have the, I don't even have time for slides. <laughs> Um, look, I, honestly, I, I love talking to you. I feel like we could keep going. I know you've got a super busy schedule. You've yeah. got your video on Friday. I I'm can't like, wait. I can't wait to actually hear more and see more about that. I'm so grateful to you because no. you did drop everything to come in and talk about this with me. And I have loved chatting with you today. Me too. So me kick too. it down. If people yeah. want to know more about Vines by Rosa yeah. and what you're doing professionally, where do they find that? Oh, I have my website, www.vinesbyrosa.com. Uh, uh, yep. But I'm somebody who, like I said, I prefer one-on-one -on, -one. on okay. LinkedIn. You can contact me. I like talking to people. I like knowing what you're feeling. I, you know, all those, all those things. You're like, a girl. Yes. You're like, slide into my DM. Yes. And we'll I'm, have a conversation. I'm a, I'm a Leo and I believe in direct contact face nice. to face eyes to eyes then i know how to i i know how to help you because i want and then to help if you. they want if people want to um obviously they they can't this will go out on sunday yeah so they won't um oh, be able to, but if they want to if they want to hear things um follow up no more about the the tastings. events yeah they can, yeah. they can they can go to my instagram page vines by rosa is the same right it's vines not wines by rosa because a lot it's of people vines yes vines by, by rosa. rosa that's vines my daughter rosa. that gave me that name so I mean, it's uh and my surname is rosa because everybody always inverse it the other way so yes yeah and okay. no, I'm, I'm so glad polly that you uh and another thing I just want to add, which is so important, it's women like you having this conversation with you has actually given me a couple of ideas for the mentorship program, because we just need to keep talking about this. We need to keep yeah. talking to people actually pay attention and make a decisive change. I don't, there are a lot of people who say, oh, 
but I employ a black person, I have, no. It has to be decisive. You have to decide from when you start your employment, from when you start looking for people to train, from when you start employing people, from when you start giving people opportunities. If they want to know about the Mentor Week, I know that you've got a very specific Instagram account that yes. is for Bordeaux Mentor Week. Yes. Jane is talking about it at yes. length in her socials. Yes. Um, exactly. Any other good place to get information? Um, and follow? Or if they're a winery or a chateau who wants to be involved or they want to say, come do it with us. Yeah. In, you know, in any other country, we will meet. We like, like. Come, Jane has a huge fellowship. Like I said, I'm not one for fellowship, but anybody who wants to contact us, we are very, very open people. You send us an email on our website. We both have our emails on our website. We read each email. Great. We read each email. Please contact us because we want to change the way people look at Bordeaux. We want to change the way people look at the wine world as a whole. And the only way we can do it is if we do it together. That is a beautiful closing. I'm going to leave us with that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank I, you so I can't wait me. for part two. Of oh, this that, we, we are definitely having more conversation. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Thank you for listening. And a great big thank you to Tenedu for joining me today. The Italian Wine Podcast is among the leading wine podcasts in the world and the only one with daily episodes. Tune in each day and discover all our different shows. Be sure to join us next Sunday for another look at the world of wine marketing. Thanks for listening to this episode of Italian Wine Podcast, brought to you by Vinitali Academy, home of the gold standard of Italian wine education. Do you want to be the next ambassador? Apply online at vinitaliinternational.com for courses in London, Austria, and Hong Kong, the 27th to the 29th of July. Remember to subscribe and like Italian Wine Podcast and catch us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever you get your pods. You can also find our entire back catalog of episodes at italianwinepodcast.com. I'm Joy Livingston, and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love, and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production, and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests, and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.